My goal is no longer to get more done, but rather to have less to do. Francine J. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode, but it's always true. (laughs) This is a special podcast episode because two days ago marked the one-year anniversary of the Elegant Balance podcast. I seriously can't believe that I've been doing this for an entire year now. Time, it's really just flown by. I remember being so afraid to hit the publish button on that first episode, but I am so glad that I did. You have no idea how much joy it brings me to come in here and share with you, if not every week, at least every other week. (laughs) I count it as a huge privilege that you choose to listen to this show in a world of what seems like unlimited choices, especially when it comes to podcasts. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of the Elegant Balance community. If you've been here for a while, or even if you're brand new, and want to help me celebrate the Elegant Balance podcast anniversary, would you consider leaving a five-star rating and review? These ratings and reviews allow other women to find this show, and the whole point is to help as many women as possible create a work-life balance that they love. I read each and every one of these reviews and do a happy dance after I read them, every time a new one gets posted. Thank you so much for helping this community grow. We are currently doing a series of episodes focused on simple living. So far, I've introduced the concept of simple living, and last week we discussed decluttering our homes. If you missed those episodes, be sure to go back and check them out. I'll link them in the show notes. But in today's episode... I want to talk about how our spaces aren't the only things that can get cluttered. Our schedules can too. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again and again. Work-life balance doesn't happen by accident. It takes intentional action on our part. Often, the clutter of our schedules, it's, it's what causes us to feel overwhelmed by the pressure to just try and do it all. When we're faced with demands from work, from family, church, friends, and more, we are likely to experience work-life conflict, which is when role pressures from roles and responsibilities that we have are mutually incompatible. Work-life conflict negatively impacts our satisfaction at work, at home, and our lives in general. The crazy thing is that many of these demands are things that we've taken upon ourselves, And sometimes they can even be really good things, just too many of them. If work-life balance is being actively engaged in and having a sense of competence and satisfaction across life roles in accordance with personal values, we need to make sure that we are playing the right roles and that we aren't simply just taking on so much that we can't possibly feel competent or satisfied in them. Thus, simplifying our schedule is key to creating work-life balance that we all desire. 
So here are a few ways that we can simplify our schedules. First, get clear on your priorities. This is possibly the biggest piece to simplifying our schedules. When you take the time to truly identify your priorities, scheduling things becomes so much easier. Suddenly, it becomes very clear what we should say yes to and what we can confidently say no to. I know so many of us struggle with saying no, and I've actually done an entire episode on this exact topic, so I will make sure to link it in the show notes. Going back to that last part of the definition of work-life balance, we are going to feel more balanced when we are living in accordance with personal values. These values will help you identify what is a priority for you and what is not. Emily Lay, author of A Simplified Life, states that the goal of simplifying is to eliminate distractions so you can focus on what really matters. What is distracting you from your true priorities? Like I said, the distractions might be good things, just not the best things to spend your time and attention on. So, how do you get clear on your priorities? Start by reflecting on your values. Here are some questions that you can consider. What is important to you personally, as a mother, as a spouse, as an employee? If you're married, it can help to discuss your values and what's important to you with your spouse. You can also start to consider what your life goals are. Who do you want to be as a woman, a mother, a spouse, and a friend? What goals do you have personally, professionally, and as a family? Getting clear on these things, even actually taking the time to write them down and revisit them every few months, is going to help you know what is a true priority and what isn't. Some books that might be helpful in the process of identifying priorities are Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen, and Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived, Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And I will link to both of these in the show notes too. I hope that that's helpful in helping you identify those priorities. Okay, the second way or the second important thing in simplifying our schedules is to find a calendar system that works for you. Walk down the calendar aisle at Target and you will see a number of beautiful calendars and planners created for the purpose of keeping track of your schedule. I have to admit, I love looking at all of these, but it's easy to get overwhelmed when it comes to picking the perfect one. But you want to know a secret? There isn't a perfect planner. Yes, some will fit your needs better than others, but what I need in a calendar system isn't necessarily going to be what you need. The important thing is to find a system that works for you and your family to keep track of the things that you need to do each day, month, and year. The best calendar system is one that actually gets used to move us forward towards living the life that we want to live. You can have the fanciest online app or complicated wall calendar sticker chart thing, but if you don't use it to live intentionally, then it's completely worthless. Personally, I use a combination of a traditional paper and pen planner and Google Calendar. I use a traditional planner to jot down my daily or weekly to-do list so that I can visually see the tasks that I want to accomplish each day and so that I can get the joy of crossing them off when I've done them. And then I use the Google Calendar to keep track of appointments or Zoom meetings or events. 
The cool thing about Google Calendar is that you can create different calendars for different areas of your life and then share these calendars with the appropriate people. My husband and I, we have a linked calendar. That way he can see when we have appointments or the kids have a practice. And then as a couple, we can plan accordingly for each. Again, my approach might not work for you, so I encourage you to figure out what works best for your family. I haven't used either of these traditional planners yet, but I'm planning on getting one for myself for this upcoming year. And so I wanted to share some that I've already had my eyes on. The first is called The Simplified Planner by Emily Lay. And then the second is called The Goal Planner by Cultivate What Matters. As for Google Calendar, you can use it as long as you've created a free Google account. Okay, the third key to simplifying your schedule is to play to your strengths. We all have different rhythms to our lives. Not only are we different people, but we're also all in different seasons of work and motherhood and just life in general. Because we are all different, we're going to have different strengths that we can play to in simplifying our schedules. This truly comes down to knowing yourself. How do you work best? What do you like to do? And when do you like to do it? When I think about an elegantly balanced life, I envision myself moving through my daily schedule with ease. If we want things to be easy, which I certainly do, we need to play to our strengths and not make things harder than they really need to be. Some ways that we can do this are to first just schedule your most intensive work during your peak performance time. We all have times during the day that we are more productive than others. For me, I am definitely a morning person, and so I know that I need to do my more cognitively demanding work earlier in the day. When I hit 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I am no longer going to pick up a research paper and try to write the difficult theory section. So schedule your intensive work during your peak performance time, and that could vary for all of us. I know I have some friends who feel like they work best in the middle of the night. The second way to play to our strengths is to schedule the less important or less cognitively draining tasks outside of your peak performance time. For me, this means that I don't go run errands or get groceries or do laundry or do creative work during my peak performance time when I really should be using that focused time to work on research papers or class prep. So just knowing when you're most productive and then scheduling your tasks accordingly can really help you play to your strengths and get the most out of your day in a way that feels easy and not not difficult. And then finally, delegate or even just delete the tasks that you truly hate doing. You could delegate tasks like doing dishes or laundry to a spouse. Maybe you could get your kids involved in doing household chores and if you're in, a, in the right season of life and you have the extra income to do it, you can even hire outside help to come in and help clean your home or whatever it is that you need help doing. There might even be tasks on your list, hopefully not if you've already identified your priorities, but there might be tasks that you think need to be done that really aren't that important. And so just delete those and instead play to your strengths in the sense of when you're going to get things done and how you're going to do it, and maybe who is going to do it. Okay, the fourth key to simplifying our schedules is to create some routines. 
This is one of my favorite ways to simplify my schedule. Routines allow important things to get done without a lot of mental effort on our part. Not only do routines help us get through our day effortlessly, but they also help our children know what to expect and when to expect it. You can create a routine around almost every aspect of your life. However, I don't suggest that you try to do that all at once. Ease yourself into it. Start with your morning or your afternoon. Um, and then once that routine feels like you're, you've got it going well and you've figured it out, add another one. I just wanted to share a snapshot of my daily routines. Again, my routines and how I do things might be different from what works for you. And that's okay. This is just for inspiration. So I have a morning routine where I get up and I drink my coffee, I read my Bible, and just try to have some some general quiet time before the kids are up and the day gets crazy. Then we move into our school day morning routine, which means I get the kids up at the same time every day. We get dressed, we brush our teeth, we make and eat breakfast, I pack lunch while they're getting their shoes on, they grab their backpack, and they go out to the car. And we do it the same way in practically the exact same order every single day. Nobody has to guess what's going to happen because we do it every day. And it makes things go a lot smoother each morning. Next, I move into more of my workday morning routine. So for this, I typically start out by just sitting down and listing out my priorities for the day. Then I try to start working on the hardest one first during my peak performance time. Remember, we're playing to our strengths. And then right before I kind of break for lunch, I will check email and respond to all my emails. Then I'll have lunch. Typically, it's um, a meal that I have already planned on or, or prepared in advance. And then I move into my workday afternoon routine, which means I'm tackling whatever priorities are left on my list for that day. I'll probably check email again before I call it a day. And then I also like to create a list of priorities for tomorrow, which might include things that came up during the day that I need to respond to, or maybe it's something I didn't get done today and then instead need to work on tomorrow. Then we move into the school day afternoon routine. Um, I pick up the kids or my husband picks up the kids. We drive home. We have an after, after school snack when we work on homework. And then finally, we get into our evening routine. Typically involves some sort of playtime while I'm making dinner. We all eat dinner together. Then it's bath or shower time, brushing our teeth, reading our books, and just kind of having some, some family time sitting around doing huga. And then it's bedtime. And our days look like this almost every day, at least during the school days. Obviously, things Maybe you're a little bit different on the weekends. But I want you to remember that your routines are going to look different from mine, and that is okay. We're not the same person, and we may not even be in the same season of life. The key is to create a rhythm around the things that you do each day instead of having to waste precious mental energy on deciding what to do every second of every day. Ask yourself today, What's one area that I could create a routine around this week? And then the fifth key that I wanted to share in terms of simplifying your schedule is to leave some margin. In the midst of all your planning and scheduling, you must remember that it's not going to happen perfectly. 
Life is truly beautiful, but it's also messy. Things come up that you didn't plan for. Tasks might take longer than you hoped. The best way to address this is to allow some margin in your schedule so that you can attend to those things with grace. Honestly, I'm lucky if I stick to my schedule even 50% of the time. But because I've left margin, it doesn't usually stress me out. So how do you create margin? One of the best ways that I've found to do this is by limiting my must-do list to three items each day. If I accomplish those three things that day, it's a win. Anything else that gets done during that day is just the cherry on top. Remember, the goal isn't to cross everything off of our to-do list. The goal is to create a life full of beauty and joy. Before you go, I wanted to invite you to join my five-day closet clean-out challenge. It just started today, and we've got a fantastic group of women ready to simplify their wardrobes, closets, and homes. Over these next five days, we're going to be creating closets that we love to open each and every morning. Decluttering is not usually that much fun, but a challenge with some accountability can make it so much better. Plus, we're even going to do some live Q&As and have opportunities to win some fun prizes. You can register for this challenge by heading to www.kayleehackney.com forward slash closet, which is also linked in the notes below. And I truly hope to see you there. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.